Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Burgundy and Gold today here on the Team 980, always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in charge, Wilbur Liddell Willingham, taking you up at 3 o'clock before we dish the rock to the Hoffman Show. And I give a big thanks to Mark Schofield of SB Nation for hopping on with us in the last segment. If you missed any of that, make sure you first download the free Odyssey app, wherever you get your apps at, and then use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to that 1240 segment for my conversation with Mark Schofield. Fallout from Super Bowl 57. We talked a little quarterback. Uh, good conversation with Mark Schofield. Right now, though, man, I want to continue uh, to talk about the Washington Commanders here. And... The impending sale of this team has been the hot-button topic here locally really since Thursday, Friday. Uh, We've had Charles Gasparino of Fox Business Journal report some things. Uh, We had Ben Standig of The Athletic report something on Friday. Basically, to put it in layman's terms for you all, the wheels are in motion, right? We are a lot closer as we sit here on Valentine's Day of 2023. We are closer to this team being sold than we ever have been, and that's a good thing. That's a damn good thing. And the crazy thing about it is we're not the only ones here uh, locally who think that this team is going to be sold. New Broncos head coach Sean Payton. I'll reset it for you guys here. There was a rumor and report that came out was it two, three weeks ago. Colin Cowherd basically came out and said, keep an eye on Washington as a potential destination for head coach Sean Payton. And then... Diana Russini of ESPN, who used to work in this market here locally, she doubled down on that report, saying that there's a team waiting in the wings to potentially pounce on Sean Payton, and they're waiting to, quote-unquote, get their ducks in a row. Well, as we found out, what was it, Friday, as Sean Payton was on Radio Row, the Washington Commanders were indeed interested in Coach Payton's services. Take a listen. For me, it was looking it was looking really closely at, at, at these teams, and then there was a, you know, the, there, everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington. And there, there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on, that currently have bid on that team, that were getting ahead of the game saying, wow. hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you? And, and so there were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. Right? And, and that's a place that's had great tradition. Like when I came into the league, Adam, my first two years were Philly. Of course, yeah. My next four years were New York so Giants. So you know all about that. And then my next three were the Cowboys. That My whole entire NFL career 
prior to New Orleans was NFC, NFC East. And what happened to that program? Was that one that made you think a little bit? Listen, that place, my uncle loved the Washington franchise. Last year, we go there to play. And I'm pregame, I'm looking up in the crowd. A third of the fans are Saints fans. And I'm like, what happened to this place? Yeah. That was one of the six. That was one of the six pillars. They used to fight for tickets in divorces. I mean, there's a 50-year wait list (sighs) to get tickets. It's sad. That was a special place. It was. So it'll come back. I hope so. Wow. That's head coach Sean Payton on with Adam Shine on his show on CBS Sports uh, called Time to Shine. And a lot to unpack from Sean Payton in his comments uh, on Friday. To me, the first thing that I thought about when I hear these comments from Sean Payton is, wow, right? Is this how the rest of the league views the Washington Commanders? As some sleeping giant that's dying to get its rich tradition and history back? Is that really how folks around the league view this thing? Because if they do, if I'm Daniel Snyder, you know what that does? It drives that price right on up. If there's a consensus around the league that the Washington Commanders are some sleeping giant and this fan base is just waiting to get woke back up, so to speak, that would interest me. And just to hear Sean Payton talk this way about Washington, it was something that I wasn't privy to. He gives us a ton of information. His uncle used to be a Commanders fan. He grew up rooting for the Commanders, basically. I mean, there was a lot. A lot to unpack from what Sean had to say, but for me, for me, man, the number one takeaway from that is that not only is Ron Rivera coaching for his job this year, in some perspective owners' eyes, it's already too late. It's already too late, and that's what I want to get to the bottom of. Ron Rivera, whether it's fair or not, heading into the 2023 season, is on the hot seat, so to speak. Sitting on a lump of coal, right? It's put up or shut up time for Ron Rivera here in Washington after missing the playoffs in two of his first three seasons here on the job. We all can agree with that. I think that's fair. I said it after the Browns game. If this was a regular professional NFL outfit, Ron would have been fired after that Cleveland loss. The loss in combination with the decision that you made at quarterback, that would have been enough to get you run out of town if this was a regular NFL outfit. But it isn't. Clearly, the impending sale of this team has obviously frozen all financial decision-making for Washington. And I get that. It makes sense. But to hear a prospective owner coming out and saying, hey, look, Sean, you know, if we do get awarded the Washington Commanders, would would you want to be the head coach here? Huh? Because guess what? Ron Rivera is still under contract. So how does that work? That leads me to believe, are we just waiting for the other shoe to drop here? I was all hot and bothered about him not being in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Maybe he wasn't at the Senior Bowl because he ain't going to be around to make decisions when the draft rolls around. I mean, I don't know. I, hearing Sean Payton speak like that, it was very eye-opening, and it peels back the curtain and lends us an inside look as to what's actually going on with this. I mentioned the report that came out from our pal Ben Standig over at The Athletic uh, on Friday night when I was on overtime this broke. It was about 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, The report was that one prospective commander's buyer, uh, Mr. Josh Harris, 
the report from Ben Standing and the folks over at The Athletic was that Josh Harris had recently toured the facility of the Washington Commanders, letting me know, man, this thing is a lot closer to being sold than what we may realize. Because all along, folks have alluded to the owners' meetings in March as to when we could see, you know, bids officially start to roll in. But as more and more time rolls past, we hear more and more about a potential date and timeline as to when this thing is going to be sold. Bottom line is, if the new ownership comes in here, well, the draft is in April, correct, Eminem? The draft is in April. Free agency starts in March. So I'm assuming, right, because I'm trying to really see the validity of what Sean Payton was saying. Because the timeline to me still doesn't make sense. If you are a prospective buyer of this team and we don't think the sale is going to be complete until March or at the end of March, doesn't that completely like eliminate you from being a big player in free agency? Doesn't that completely take you out of being a heavy hitter and a big spender come March when it's time to spend that dough? I would think so, just based off the timeline and the way things work. So to hear, to hear the new ownership was already talking to Sean Payton, that makes me believe that this thing is a lot closer to happening than what we probably all realize. And that, that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. 301-230-0980 is the number. Our man Peluso out in Maryland. What's going on, Peluso? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, uh, I just want to lend some insight into that uh, Redskins offense coordinator mm-hmm. hiring process. Uh, I just want to preface this with saying, if I was, if I had an NFL team right now, I'd hand, I'd hire Andy Reid without thinking twice. But having said that, I think understanding the offensive offensive so-called coordinator position in Kansas City, you have to know that Andy Reid is a narcissistic and e- egomaniac at the same time. So if you own a team, that's great. But you got, but you got to, you got to keep in mind he's uh, put one kid in the ground and another one's in jail. So it goes to show you where his focus is at. But having said that, because he's an artistic and egomaniac, that means that when you're the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, you're not the offensive coordinator like you are in other organizations. Which means that Eric the Enemy is not the offensive coordinator. And to put it into the right light, uh, Kansas City is clearly uh, seen as a defensive powerhouse. But Staggs, he's actively looking for a head coaching role right now. The enemy is looking for what many people say is a lateral move, but it's not. He's actually looking for his first offensive coordinator position. Hmm. Because under Andy Reid, you, you don't get to play at the cards much. Does that make sense? Yeah. I appreciate the call, Blue. So that, that makes – that makes a lot of sense, and it's kind of what I was alluding to as to why Eric Bieniemy should be looking to get the hell out of Kansas City. I don't know about all the Andy Reid stuff and him being a, a narcissist and all that. I just know that, man, look at Shane Steichen, man. It's happening right in front of your face. This dude, the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, has been a play caller for, what, three seasons? Two seasons, but the key about that is he worked with Justin Herbert during his historic rookie campaign, and then he worked with Jalen Hurts the past two seasons. 
I think what's attractive to folks is somebody who can draft and develop a young signal caller. That's what's most important in this league. Because when you look at the teams that made the postseason, common denominator, all of these squads drafted and developed their quarterback. That's the key to this. It's no secret. Not giving away state secrets when I say that. It is very clear what the agenda of some of these franchises are that are looking for head coaches. And when I look at Enemy, I said it at the top of the show, it doesn't really make sense for him to stay in Kansas City if his true goal is to become a head coach. Because what more do you have to do in Kansas City before you prove yourself as a quality candidate to be a head coach? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. The only thing and the only reason I could think as to why Biennemi wouldn't want to come here is because he doesn't believe in Sam Howell. And if he doesn't believe in Sam Howell, I can't get mad at him for that. I got to understand that. But look, if you're Eric Biennemi, I think Washington is really your only shot here. I'm completely eliminating uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks, but I just personally, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is me being a fan. I'm biased. If there's one gig of the remaining offensive coordinator jobs that are left, if there's one gig that I say is clear-cut, hands down, better than Washington's, it'd be Tampa Bay. They've got the offensive line. They've got weapons. They've got defense. They need a young quarterback. Or, hell, the Bucks roster is already so ready-made, they could be a situation in the team to where they need a veteran quarterback to come in there and serve as a bridge guy while rebuilding while still being able to compete, so to speak, right? Derek Carr makes a ton of sense there. Jimmy Garoppolo makes a ton of sense there. Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett. So there are options in Tampa Bay as well, but I just look at Washington's situation, and I think, man, based off of everything we're hearing about how Ron runs his staff, you come to D.C. to be a coordinator, you have complete autonomy with your respective side of the football, and I think that that should be enough to attract somebody, right? That should be enough to say, hey, look, you know what? Let me be part of the reason that Ron Rivera keeps his job. Because I know everyone's looking at it like this. Oh, lame duck coach going into a year where he could potentially get the doors blown out after one season. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Because when you look at Washington's roster, one through 53, even if they make no improvements from last year, you telling me eight wins is going to get you going to get you fired with a first time starting quarterback? You getting eight wins? I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll re-rack the Sean Payton audio when we come back from this quick timeout. If you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to you. 301-230-0980. We let you hear from Sean Payton. He basically has come out and said that prospective owners that are looking to buy the commanders were reaching out to him and saying, hey, look. If we get awarded the Washington Commanders and our bid is successful, do you want to be the head coach? My question is, how fair to that, how fair to head coach Ron Rivera is that? Right? We all look at this as a lame duck year for Ron. But is it fair that they were already the new ownership potentially is already looking to replace him before he gets a day on the job in 2023? We'll re-rack the Sean Payton audio. Plus, I'll give you my thoughts on Ron Rivera and his future moving forward. 
That's next here on the Burgundy and Gold. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Today. It's 980, always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Taking you up to 3 o'clock here on this Tuesday edition of the Burgundy and Gold Today. I guess since you all make fun of my Twitter handle all the time, I might as well plug it here for free. You can follow me on social media at N-E-L-L underscore BTP, man. The race to 2,000 followers is underway, man. We're at what? 12.03 right now? So hopefully one day I'll have as many followers as uh, Scott Jackson and Rick Doc Walker, man, if I'm lucky. If I'm lucky, man. Eminem, what's your follower count on Twitter right now? Yeah, I don't really use Twitter. I think I have like three retweets. I don't know. I should definitely probably get more into it. Definitely should, man. I know Instagram you're jamming though. I see you on. I see you on IG. Yeah, I love Instagram, man. Definitely, definitely see you jamming on Instagram. Uh, I will reset things here real quickly and, and get you the top news story of the day. Uh, Derek Carr expected to be released by the Las Vegas Raiders here, coming up at any moment here. His forty million dollars salary for the next two seasons will be guaranteed uh, at midnight tonight, I believe, is when that becomes official. So. Uh, The Raiders definitely going to pull the plug on the Derek Carr experience, and he's somebody uh, that's going to gain and garner uh, pretty significant interest from other teams around the National Football League. The Jets are in uh, in the market for a veteran quarterback. The Bucs 
in the market for a veteran quarterback. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts potentially uh, could be in the market for a young quarterback or for a veteran quarterbacks. So we'll see uh, what happens with Derek Carr and how those dominoes eventually end up falling. Here in Washington, though, uh, the ownership situation and the impending sale of this football team has definitely, you know, cast the cloud uh, over this franchise. And it's really, to me, put on hold a lot of the decision-making uh, that's yet to happen here uh, in D.C. Sean Payton, though, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, he was on Radio Row last week and joined Adam Shine on Time to Shine and had some interesting things to say about the impending sale of the Washington Commanders. Take a listen. For me, it was looking it was looking really closely at, at, at these teams, and then there was a, you know, there everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington, and there there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on that currently a bid on that team that were getting ahead of the game, saying, wow. "Hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you?" And and so. There were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. Right? And, and that's a place that's had great tradition. Like when I came into the league, Adam, my first two years were Philly. Of course, yeah. My next four years were New York so Giants. So you know all about that. And then my next three were the Cowboys. That My whole entire NFL career prior to New Orleans was NFC, NFC East. And what happened to that program? Was that one that made you think a little bit? Listen, that place, my uncle loved the Washington franchise. Last year, we go there to play. And I'm pregame, I'm looking up in the crowd. A third of the fans are Saints fans. And I'm like, what happened to this place? Yeah. That was one of the sad. six that was one of the six pillars. They used to fight for tickets in divorces. I mean, for there's a fifty year wait list <sighs> to get tickets. It's that sad. Was a, that was a special place. It was. So it'll come back. I hope so. Bombshell report from our new Broncos head coach Sean Payton uh, on the impending sale of the Washington Commanders and a prospective owner that uh probably has put a bid in for this team, was hot on the trails of Sean Payton. Now, I told you all, to me, that means a couple of things. It means the sale's a lot closer to happening than we probably all realize. And the other the other part of this that I feel like isn't having enough attention paid to it is, well, if new ownership was going out and looking at Sean Payton as a potential head coach candidate. What the hell does that mean for the future of head coach Ron Rivera? Right? We all are of the belief that 2023 is a make-or-break year for Ron Rivera. But in the eyes of some ownership groups, it may already be too late. And that leads me to ask this question. It's our question of the day here on the Burgundy and Gold today. What does head coach Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job beyond 2023 or – do you think it's already set in stone? Do you think it's already a done deal? 301-230-0980 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Clearly, based off of the audio we just heard from Sean Payton, Ron Rivera is on the hot seat heading into 2023. We already knew that, right? Sitting on a lump of coal right now. What does he have to do to keep his job? Or is there anything he could do to keep his job beyond 2023? Because whenever we talked about the offensive coordinator situation, we talked about how this gig wasn't attractive because Ron Rivera doesn't have long-term job security moving forward. For me, man, I wonder, is there anything Ron can do to create long-term job security moving forward? Because when you look at Washington's roster, 1 through 53, it's not like this is going to be some 6-7 win team. I would hope not, right? 
we, we we think based off of the talent that they have, if they figure out quarterback, this is a 9, 10, 11 win team easily. They've got to figure it out on defense. They've got one of the better receiving cores in the National Football League. They've got one of the better one-two punches at running back. You fill some of the holes along this offensive line. You add some more depth to the secondary and that linebacker, and you're cooking with hot grease, man. It's not like Washington is talentless right now. They're far from it. Far from talentless. So when we're talking about Ron and 2023 being a lame duck year, we never bring up the scenario in which Ron and Sam Howell performed so well that you got to keep Ron around for an extra year. What happens if Sam Howell goes out and shows clear signs of growth and development? And let's say we only win eight games next year, but Sam Howell plays well enough to where he's the clear-cut answer going into next offseason. Would Ron Rivera not deserve to keep his job under those circumstances? Would Ron Rivera not get the benefit of the doubt in that situation? I don't know, man. I think he should. I think he should. I'm not willing to go out and write Ron Rivera off yet because the fact that I know he's going to be the coach heading into this season, anything's possible, so to speak, right? When you got talent like this team does, and you got a young signal caller and Sam Howe who's got plenty of meat on the bone, so to speak, and plenty of potential, the potential and possibility of Washington and Ron Rivera Winning eight, nine, ten games this year isn't out of the question. If that's the scenario, though, does Ron deserve to keep his job? 301-230-0980 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Uh, Dave is in Woodbridge. What's going on, Dave? Hey, man. Uh, I I hear you. I, I really do. I hear you, and I see what you're saying. But I want you to give you two scenarios. Mm-hmm. One, if you are going to a car dealer, and you're taking your old beat-up car, or it could be halfway in decent shape, you're not going there to have them fix it. You're going there to get a new vehicle. See where I'm going with this? Ah, uh, so you're saying thing, with ownership another thing, There it is. Right. And another thing, if I'm the president of the United States, I don't keep that old cabinet. I'm going to wipe that cabinet out and, and do so. Anybody who, who's going to purchase a team, they're going to they're going to put their stamp on it. This is this stamp right now still says Dan Snyder, and it goes. You can't be personal. I know Ron's a good guy. I like him myself. You're right. There's a whole heap of talent there, but still, are they playing for just a playoff spot, or are they playing to get what we watched uh, Sunday night? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe. Anybody who buys this football team will stay with the coaching that they've had. Now, even here's the only scenario that he may stay. Mm-hmm. Give him a 14, what, what is it, 16-game schedule now? Yep, 17 uh, games. 17 games. Okay, you know, give him 15 and 2. He stays. <laughs> so you're saying that's but the only give scenario. Him, give, him, give him something less than that. Yeah. You know, if, even if he gets a, a 15 and 2, and wins maybe one playoff game. He stays. But after that, if he doesn't do phenomenal, I guess is what I'm saying, this year, he's gone. I mean, uh, we need a quarterback. You, you, you put it on the line what we got. We got great talent. You, you put it on the line what we need also. And here's the other thing. When things weren't going right and, and uh, 
at the end of the season, who did they get rid of? The OC. Yeah. So that that stuff goes uphill. That that's just me, man. I'm, that's- hey, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, it's it's a lot to break down. It's a lot to digest because I think more scenarios are possible for us than we maybe that we maybe initially anticipated, right? Because what I said there, but before I took the last call, is very, very real. Right? It's very real what I just said. There is a scenario in which Ron Rivera keeps his job this year. Right? I, I would think it would have to be. You're telling me, despite what the hell you feel about Riverboat Ron, if this team comes out this year and wins eight, nine games, and Sam Howell shows signs of progress and development, you're telling me that's not enough to keep Ron Rivera around? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a tough It's a tough sell to me. It's a tough sell to me because I believe, like I continue to say, there's too much talent on this roster for Washington to just bottom out. I don't ever foresee that happening unless they just get completely killed by the injury bug. Even in that situation, I think they're good enough to overcome the injuries like they were last year, right? They didn't bottom out because of the injury situation. It just prevented them from making the postseason. There's a lot to be said, and there's a lot to be decided between now and September, right? We could have a new sale. We could have new ownership. That new ownership group could basically tell Ron, look, you got one year, and no matter what happens, this is it. That'd be ignorant, but like the last caller just said, think about when a president takes over. Think about when, when, a, when a company gets bought. You want to bring your own people in. I get that. But, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. How teed off would y'all be? How peed off would y'all be? Think about how long it's taken us to find a franchise signal caller. Let's say Sam Howell goes out next year and clearly displays franchise quarterback qualities that make you say, you know what? We got to move with this guy moving forward. It would be asinine to try to bring in another guy. You're telling me if Sam goes out and balls – You're going to get rid of the dude who picked him? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. So I'm trying to figure out what does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job beyond 2023? We heard the Sean Payton audio alluding alluding to and saying that, you know, prospective owners are already looking at a new head coach here in D.C. To me, I don't think that's particularly fair, but life's not fair, right? I get that. But if Ron Rivera next year, and this Washington Commanders football team comes out and wins eight, nine, ten games, makes the playoffs, and Sam Howell shows clear signs of development moving forward that he's worth it, so to speak, as developing and grooming as your QB1, I think you'd be a damn fool to get rid of the architect of what the hell's been built here. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Dean is in Gatesburg. What's going on, Dean? What's up, boss? How you doing? Uh, Where you at in Gaithersburg, Dane? Yeah, can you hear me? Where you at in Gaithersburg, Dane? Uh, tippy top, almost, almost to, almost to the mountains, buddy. Okay. <laughs> almost to the mountains, Germantown. You know, uh, you, you, you all, you on point with a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, but you know, me, me, and your, your, your opinion on Deron is a little different. But I, I'm gonna go with what does Ron have to do to keep his job? Mm-hmm. It's all flawed. It's all flawed right now. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we have to trust the fact that uh, that Ron's going to do the best job he can do um, with us, you know, and, and also make the best decisions with him. He's got to be the man in the mirror and say, hold up, you know, if I want to stay, I understand that I, I don't I don't reach the offensive side of the ball, so I have to I have to give all my responsibilities and all my you know my bossing or my independence to the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, again, like I said if, if, if earlier, if he does be enemy, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Whoever he picks, though, he's a hundred percent dedicated to that person yeah. because Ron, you can't expect Ron to really understand offense. He's not an offensive Correct. guy. You know, he's not an offensive guy. So we, we, but we do have what in this area now character playing mm-hmm. football again. We, we didn't have that at first. And that's where you and doc kind of emphasize it on the radio a little bit more because I guess y'all play football a little bit, you know? So uh, again, like I said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're a big dude. I know you play a little ball, you know? So again, uh, I understand, you know, that perspective of, of bringing Eric Bieniemy in, but this whole system right now, and only only thing only thing Ron can actually do to keep his job is make the he has to make a pinpoint great decision because the offense is what killed us. Now, yeah. again, I said a long time ago, Jack Del Rio is my man. I'm not I'm not hiring, I'm not I'm not voting for him to be my my governor in, in the state of Maryland or the right. state of Montgomery County. Okay. Right. But Jack Del Rio was a part of that Baltimore regime that we seen on TV today. Yeah, sure okay. was. Also uh, yeah, exactly. Also, Ron was a part of one of the greatest uh defenses that's in place. This is where I'm coming at with you, Linnell. Deron and our five guys that we got up front, it's a flashback, my man. If someone comes back, if someone uh, understands a hundred percent football, you're gonna have the uh the fearsome foursomes. You're gonna have the purple E. I get that, you're but the, the, the difference in why those groups and I appreciate the call, Dean. The reason those groups back in the day were able to stay together was because the salary cap situation was not what it is right now. And I don't even want to get too much on the tangent. And I, my, I'm very my, – my, my line has been drawn in the sand, so to speak, when it comes to my thoughts on Deron Payne. It's very clear as to why I'm moving on from Deron. What other team in the National Football League is paying two guys at the same position top five money? When you've got all these other holes along the roster, you got things to fill in. You got to get offensive linemen. You got to improve the tight end room. You got to get secondary depth. You need depth at linebacker. You signed Deron Payne to big money. You got to extend Cam Curl. You got to extend Montez Sweat. You go out and you sign Deron Payne to big money. That makes all your financial decisions moving forward that much more difficult. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Pack lines. If you're on the phone, stay there. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, more of your calls. Our question of the day here on the Burgundy and Gold today. What does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job past the 2023 season. We'll take your calls next. It's Team 980, always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Lanell Willingham taking you up at 3 o'clock here on this Tuesday edition of the Burgundy in Gold today. Talking all things Washington Commanders uh, right now. The Sean Payton audio from this past week. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Sean Payton basically saying that prospective buyers of the Washington Commanders reached out to him in his camp and said, hey, look, 
if our bid gets approved, right, if our bid gets approved and we get sold the Washington Commanders, would you be interested in being this team's next head coach? Now, obviously, Sean Payton inks a long-term deal with the Denver Broncos last week, and all of this becomes moot. But Sean Payton uh, on Radio Row this past week revealed that, hey, look, there were prospective owners of the Commanders gauging my interest uh, in taking that job if the sale was to go through. Now, that had a ripple and a trickle-down effect on everything else that has to do with this organization, specifically the team's current head coach. Ron Rivera, as we all know, going into really a lame duck year, year four of a five-year deal. You've missed the playoffs in two of your first three seasons. It's tough sledding right now for Riverboat Ron. He's climbing uphill, so to speak, to keep this gig here in D.C. The question I have for you all is what does Ron have to do to keep his job past the 2023 season? How well does Ron Rivera have to perform to keep his job past 2023? And is contact going to be allowed in this situation? Because let's be honest. If this team was to stay healthy, as currently constructed, adding a few depth pieces along the line here and there, and you get improved play at quarterback, this is a 9-10 win team. I know that was a lot of ifs, but this is a 9-10 win team when things go your way, so to speak. So for a team like Washington, who struggled to find a long-term answer at the game's most important position, if in 2023, Sam Howell, rookie fifth-round pick from this past year, if Sam Howell goes out and balls and shows clear signs of growth and development, would it make sense for you to blow out the architect of this thing? Would it make sense for you to fire the guy who drafted this young man? It'd be a tough sell to me. It really would. And I know it'd probably eventually be a tough sell to you all. Because right now, you probably can't see that scenario, right? Everyone's kind of just wishing that 2023 just goes and floats on along. Because y'all don't believe in Ron Rivera. For good reason. I get it. Hell, I don't know if I believe in Ron Rivera. I do believe in this, though. Let Sam Howell be the one. Let Sam Howell be the eventual answer for this team at quarterback. Hell, we can name, we can rename DC to Ron Rivera. We can rename Maryland to Ron Rivera. We can be called the Riverboat Rons for all I care. If he answers and solves the long-term issue at quarterback here, you got to build a statue for him outside of FedEx, outside of Ashburn. Are you kidding? It'd be tough, man. That's why I don't think I'm not so quick to go ahead and say that. Yeah, no matter what happens, man, Ron Rivera is not going to be here next year. I understand the fact the new ownership wants to come in and bring in their people, so to speak. I get that. But what's the old adage? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? If you've already got an answer at quarterback and a coach and regime who drafted him, why would you be in such a hurry to get rid of him? Because let's really look at it. The quarterback position is really the only major flaw on Ron Rivera's resume since he's taken over here in D.C. They've drafted pretty well. They've hit on free agents for the most part. Outside of their inability to pick a quarterback, Ron and company have done a pretty damn good job here in D.C. Look at some of the draft picks. Some of the futures of this program moving forward that were selected by Ron and this staff. Your Cam Curls. Your Benjamin St. Juice. Derek Forrest. Sam Cosme, Brian Robinson, 
Jahan Dotson. I mean, really, really call a spade a spade, man. As angry as we want to get with Riverboat, as upset as we want to get with Ron Rivera, if Sam Howe turns out to be the eventual long-term answer at quarterback, I think you got to view his whole tenure here in a completely different light. Completely different light. You have to. That's, and let's be honest, that's why we're so frustrated with Ron Rivera and staff. They haven't figured out the game's most important position. We're going into year four, and we're going to have our fourth different opening day quarterback since Ron's gotten here. That's not how you build that sustained winning culture that Ron Rivera constantly talks about. That's not how you build a long-term contender. That's how you get yourself fired after four seasons on the job, is by not figuring out the game's most important position. So if Ron and company this year go out and win eight, nine games, let's say they don't make the playoffs, but Sam Howe clearly shows that he's the guy moving forward, how do you get rid of him? How do you get rid of him? How do you justify that decision? 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Uh, we'll, we'll keep this conversation going at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. We'll get into uh, some quarterback stuff as well. Uh, we'll take a big picture look at the National Football League before we get out of here. But right now, though, we heard the audio from Sean Payton. We all understand that year four for head coach Ron Rivera is a winner-go-home type of year, right? The question for me is what does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job past this season? Because I'm a firm believer in Sam Howe. It's the one thing that I completely agree with Ron Rivera on. It's the only course of action Washington should have is going into next year with Sam Howell as the guy, right? I'm not with going out and getting somebody sloppy seconds. I don't want to retread veteran. The hell with Derek Carr. The hell with Aaron Rodgers. The hell with Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Brissett, all the above. If they want to come back up slinging Sammy Howell, sure, come on. We'll take you. But to me, man, the cheat code and the blueprint for success in 2023 is having a quarterback on a rookie deal and insulating the rest of the roster around him and open up that championship window now. Look at the Bengals. Look at the Chargers. Right? That's what happens when you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can improve the rest of the roster around this guy. And I think for Washington, that's why. That's why they're going with Sam Howe. And look, whether or not they have an option or a choice, that doesn't matter to me. That's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, this is the, the, the cards you were dealt, so to speak. And it ultimately, for Ron Rivera, it might end up being the best thing that ever happened to him. It might end up being the best thing that's ever happened to this guy. Because you're telling me if Sam Howe goes out here and turns up next year and shows that he's the guy moving forward, you're telling me we're going to fire Ron Rivera after that for drafting him? Come on, man. Come on. Let's be honest about Ron Rivera and his tenure here in D.C. The biggest issue that we all have is his inability to pick a quarterback. That's it. We were frustrated with the Carson Wentz decision. He gave up on Dwayne Haskins too quickly. Ryan Fitzpatrick was his answer going into year two. 
That's why the seat's getting hot for Ron Rivera. Because he can't get the game's most important position right. If they finally get it right with Sam Howell, is that enough for Riverboat Ron to keep his job? 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. What does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job past the 2023 season? And if Sam Howe goes out and performs well next year, if Sam Howe goes out and proves himself as the signal caller for D.C. moving forward, how do you separate Ron Rivera from the two? How do you disassociate Sam Howe's development from Ron Rivera, the guy that drafted him? 301 230 0980 is the number. If you're on the line, stay there. We'll take your calls next. It's Team 980. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.